Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and we have Shyler from B1029 as we recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week of September 4th, 2023. Uh, some sad news to start off. Uh, Smash Mouth's Steve Harwell passed away on Monday, Labor Day, September 4th. Uh, the band's manager, Robert Hayes, told people that he died of acute liver failure at his home in Boise, Idaho. And those who were fans of Smash Mouth knew that Steve battled addiction for years, um, which led to some medical and mental health issues. Um, and he left the band uh, not that long ago. He left the band, what, in 2021? I thought it was earlier than that, but Maybe it, it was could earlier be. than that. Yeah. But anyway, um, Smash yeah, Mouth actually played in um, our sister market, Indicator, Illinois, at their local amphitheater not that long ago. Of oh, course, wow. it wasn't Steve, but Smash Mouth was in town, like the the remaining band and whoever mm -hmm. they replaced him with. Yeah. It was it was quite shocking. That's my hometown. So when I, I saw that, you know, they had played and then really not that much longer after that Steve had passed away, it was like, oh my gosh, that's really I scary. Know. Yeah, he was only 56. So Smash Mouth's former lead singer, Steve Harrow, which of course you've heard him on, you know, All Star and yeah, Till the Morning the Comes. Iconic. All, those, all those iconic Smash Mouth songs were all Steve Harwell. Mm -hmm. Okay, also some scary news. Courtney, uh, Courtney Kardashian revealed that she had urgent fetal surgery. Now, if you remember back on September 1st, uh, Blink-182 announced that Travis had to leave the tour. They're in Europe right now. They're on the European tour. Had to leave for an urgent family matter, which we weren't quite sure what that was. But Courtney shared on Instagram um, a photo of, of her holding Travis's hand, thanking the doctors and revealing that she had to have urgent fetal surgery. So thankfully, everything is okay. Um, but she said in her Instagram post, quote, I have a whole new understanding and respect for the mamas who have had to fight for their babies while pregnant. Um, so we don't know what led to the urgent fetal surgery, but we now understand why Travis had to leave for the urgent family matter, which turns out, I mean, the, their, their child had to go through some urgent fetal surgery, which obviously is scary. Yeah. Um, that's so terrifying. It just like surgery to me is such a terrifying concept. Just like, well, like if you think about it too long, like it just starts getting really scary. And since I had, I had surgery almost, you know, a year and a half ago, and it was like, I couldn't think about it too much because it, it would, it would kind of freak me out. I can't imagine right. going through a surgery where you're operating on a person within a person. <laughs> That's so yeah. I mean, terrifying. I, oh, for sure. For sure. So I'm glad everything is okay. Um, I, I don't know how, how, how far along is Courtney now? Oh, she's got to be. Second, third trimester by now. Yeah, I think so. Because um, she was already a few months pregnant when they recreated the yeah. "182" moment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> holding up the sign, "I'm pregnant." So, all yeah, right, she moving was on. Visibly pregnant. <laughs> yeah, when? she was at that point. It's like yeah, I think we all know by now. Yeah, for sure. But glad everything's okay. Okay, now some happy news. Let's move on. To some happy news. Kristen Chenoweth got married. 
which we never thought was actually going to happen because she was kind of like a self-proclaimed bachelorette. I don't need a man type. And now well, she's married now. She got married to Josh Bryant <laughs> on Saturday, September 2nd in Dallas. And she even said, she told people, um, quote, I have been a self-proclaimed bachelor, bachelorette my whole life. I was never going to get married. I even got engaged before and couldn't do it until I met Josh. Then I was like, why would I ever let this guy go? There you Aww. go. I mean, that's kind of a cute story. That's very um, sweet. It's a funny because the two met in 2016 at her at Chenoweth's niece wedding where Brian Spann was performing. Then two years later, met again at Kristen's nephew's wedding, who guess who would be performing? Josh Bryant. <laughs> So finally started dating. It's almost like a sign, you know, it's, it's someone telling you, hey, I think you two are meant to be together. And I think Kristen yeah. probably probably picked up on that because they started dating not long after the second time they met. Brian proposed in 2019. Here we are four years later. They're married. So That's there awesome. we go. Yeah. And then also a married person now is Chris Evans, Captain America. I cannot believe this. I I saw that too. I was like, what? Chris Evans got married? I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, he got married just over the weekend, just as uh, on Saturday, uh, September 9th in uh, Massachusetts. Of course, Chris Evans being a Boston guy. Um, they got married in Cape Cod, though. Uh, but he married a uh, 26-year-old actress, Alba Baptista. And of course, there had to be, there had to be some Avengers in the crowd. Um, there were reports that Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, and Jeremy Renner were in attendance too. So there was a, a little MCU uh, get-together as well for Chris Evans' wedding. That's cool. Well, they've only been dating for about just over a year. They, they uh, confirmed uh, their, uh, their relationship back in November. And then I guess they went Instagram official in January. If you know, you know. Yeah. And then a little update on Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. Of course, the U.S. Open was last week and they were spotted in the crowd kind of watching the U.S. Open. And when I say kind of, I mean packing on the PDA during the U.S. Open <laughs> because there's photos of uh, Timothy uh, kissing Kylie, wrapping his arms around her and her wrapping her arms around him. Um and so, yeah, it, it's. It, I guess it looks like these two are still going strong. For gosh, how long has this been now? This has been a few months after we first caught these two together. Uh, gosh, when was that? I'm trying to see when when it was. It was earlier this year when they were seen together for the first time, and then there was photos of Kylie leaving his home. Yeah, when um, I don't remember when they got together. I know we've talked about it on the show because we were we were kind of like, really, Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. And you know, and it's it's weird because you know we've heard all of these rumors that they are not together, they broke up or whatever. It's just it's just Momager is on it again. Yeah. Like to save Kylie's reputation right. or whatever. Like, okay, you guys got to go out and make out everywhere you go. So everybody knows <laughs> that you're dating. It's we got your so tickets to the U.S. Open. Go make out there and yeah, make sure people like, see you. 
it's so weird because like normal people, I don't feel like normal people do this. I don't feel like, I mean, I, I feel like I don't go to yeah, sporting feel, events and see people just making out in the stands. I feel like it's very, it's, it's very PR. Yes. It's, it's like very, you're at a high like, school basketball game and you're with your girlfriend and basically you guys aren't really paying that much attention. You just like, well, we can't hang out at my parents' house. So let's just go yeah. hang out at the sporting <laughs> event where we can, you know, hold each other without our parents looking at us. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just weird to me. Like, I, I don't know. I, yeah, maybe it's, it's because it's, I'm older and I don't have that kind <laughs> there of. There you go. It's because I'm older. You kids shouldn't be doing that in public. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm old. I'm old fashioned or whatever. I'm a prude. But I'm like, yeah, just like, just go watch some tennis, man. Like, why do we have yeah, to? We don't have to pack each other. Like PDA, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been since April. These two have been linked. April. Okay. April. Um, so it, it's been five months ish. Um, that we've, that these two have been together. So yeah, Kylie Jenner, Timothy Chalamet still going strong in case you were wondering. Um, so some shocking news too, last week, Joe Jonas filing for divorce from Sophie Turner after, yeah, after gosh, they, they were married for what? Four years. Yeah, I, I am, I am confused. I know. And so, you know, the, 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 the filing said that there was uh irretrievable, that the marriage was basically irretrievable. Like it was never, instead of irreconcilable, irretrievable, different word. Um, that it was just that the marriage was done. And, and there've been some reports from TMZ that Joe Jonas liked to stay home. Sophie Turner liked to party. So different lifestyles. But there was another source that that told TMZ last week that Joe Jonas allegedly caught Turner's quote saying and or doing something on their ring camera that made him realize their marriage was over. But that was never revealed as to what she allegedly said or did that Joe caught on the ring camera that made him realize that the marriage was over. So it, it is a little confusing. And there's also another report from TMZ that Joe Jonas was, quote, less than supportive of Sophie Turner after she was struggling with the birth of their second child. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I guess the source says that uh, Sophie wanted to stay home with her daughters, not be phonographed. But Jonas pressured her to attend events and spend more time out of the house, which seems completely different from them saying or from reports saying that Joe wanted to stay home and Sophie wanted to party. That seems completely opposite of what what was initially kind of the, the lifestyles between the two. Well, like that's what's like really weird about this entire situation is mm-hmm. that everything has been very anti-Sophie in the news. Yeah. Everything has has been been. very, she was a partier. She's not even around the kids. He's been taking the kids with him on tour. He's like, this. everyone's building up Joe Jonas and discrediting Sophie, which we have seen since her Game of Thrones days that she prefers, like she is a homebody. And yeah, that, that, that's where I'm, I'm kind of confused. Like really Sophie Turner is the, the partier of the two. Yeah. 
and, 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 you know, and it's weird because I feel like, you know, we, okay, so we, I hate, I hate to, I hate to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring up Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, she's, she's been doing this, this, the, the re-records and stuff. And remember when Sophie Turner put on her Instagram story, Mr. Perfectly Fine, which is about Joe Jonas and said, it's not, mm-hmm. not a bop. It's almost like we've been getting breadcrumbs for a while. Like I know it was probably like cute little tongue in cheek moment, but right. I just the 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 allegations and everything that's coming out of the Joe Jonas camp right now, it's a little bit of a red flag to me. Cause like Sophie's just quiet. Like they she yeah. made the only statement she has made has been a dual statement that he has not affiliated himself with. She just said this is from the two of us. Mm-hmm. And she kind of took the high road saying, you know, this is an amicable, agreed upon decision between the two of us and we're just, we're breaking up. It's fine. Whereas mm-hmm. he, now we're getting all these rumors. It's like, I wonder if his camp is like, well, they're on tour right now. We've got to make sure that Joe, like, cause Joe's whole brand, I mean, each of the brothers, their brands are tied up into that. They are like wife guys. Yeah, they're they're just a bunch of bro I mean brothers that are married, just hey, we want to go out on tour and do brother stuff. But yeah. we're married. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, and it's like their their social media presence has been has been their relationships and that's been like the forefront. Well, I mean, that's what they were when they were kids too. That they were yeah. good, wholesome guys. Mm-hmm. And and so he's he's trying he'll he's still trying to stick to that narrative. And I just wonder why you wouldn't just whoever is releasing these so-called details about this breakup and his side of things. I don't think it was done correctly. I don't think it was done well. Yeah, it's very conflicting. And, and here's the other weird thing too: is so the Jonas Brothers were performing in L.A. on, on Saturday, and. Joe took the time to address the fans saying, quote, it's been a crazy week. I just want to say, look, if you don't hear it from these lips, pointing at his lips, don't believe it, okay? Thank you, everyone, for the love and support to me and my family. Then they went and performed their song Hesitate, which he wrote for Sophie Turner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's very, you're right. It is very conflicting as far as, well, okay, if it's amicable, that's fine. But you're right. It does seem like it's more... Poor Joe Jonas and Boo Sophie Turner. But yeah, that's what he's. I think that's what they're trying to do. I just yeah. don't think it's working. No, and I don't think so either. Because I, you, you don't tell me that Sophie Turner's the partier of the two. And if you mean partier, I'm thinking like wants to go out every Saturday night, while Joe is like, I'm tired. Don't yeah. tell me that maybe she just wants to go out for dinner once a week. That's like not the partier lifestyle. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also you know? they've been so protective of, about their children's privacy. Oh, I mean, yeah. We, we still don't even know the youngest, the youngest daughter's like birthday or name for that matter. No. Like, we don't know anything about their kids. And in fact, she, you know, Sophie accidentally had published a video of Willa, their oldest, to her story a long time ago. It's been a long time ago. Um, and she like made a statement saying like, if you downloaded this or save this, like, please, out of respect for my daughter, please get rid of it. Like, please just delete yeah. it. Don't mm-hmm. repost it. But, yep. but amidst this divorce, he makes sure that he's photographed with his two daughters 
out in LA? <laughs> yeah, Did you see exactly. like that? I, yeah. Is what like, a slap uh, in the face to Sophie. Yeah. In my uh, opinion, you've worked together for for the last four years on protecting your children's privacy. And then the minute your marriage un, you know, unravels, yeah. you're just willing to offer them up to paparazzi. That's so gross to me. Yeah. It is it is a little gross. Yeah, using sure. using children against against the other parent in because of like a partnership falling through, I think is so beneath us as humans. We we don't oh, use sure. the vulnerable like that. It's so no, yeah, like it has nothing all. to do with the kids. So yeah, and they should Yeah. And if you've created this environment in which they are protected by the media or protected from the media, I should say, you need to maintain that. Because, I mean, th these kids aren't the Kardashian kids. These kids aren't the West kids that are constantly on social media, that are constantly being photographed, and their families encourage it and want it to happen. This is a completely different kind of family dynamic. And you can't right. just throw it in reverse and go the opposite direction without creating a whiplash kind of moment. Exactly. I know sure. they're young, but still. Now, I don't want to bring this up, but I... To to kind of end this part of the story, hopefully this does not happen. Hopefully, Sophie Turner does not look to Pete Davidson. Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's sorry. That's what was I, on the I, ring I camera. Hate to make a joke about it, but you know, <laughs> Pete's single now. Sophie's gonna be single, and just for whatever reason. Sometimes you're just like, really? So anyway. He's too okay. New well, York. She wants to is, go back yeah. to England. He yeah. <laughs> He's too New York and he would never leave. Like I don't think I could I could never see him live living overseas. No, I couldn't either. There's no way. Uh-uh. Nope. So Charlie, you've been kind of following this a bit more than I have. Um, regarding the divorce circus between Kevin Costner and his ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife. I've kind oh of God. I've kind of read bits and pieces. At one point there was something about the kids being kicked out of the home or forced to he wasn't going to pay anything and then he is and then the home and uh his where are we at with the divorce with Kevin Costner and his <laughs> ex-wife cuz it was been like story after story and I and I have completely lost track. It is because so it's just, chaotic. It's, it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh, here we, I just whatever. You well, know, like it, originally, I mean, originally she was asking for like a hundred, like north of a hundred thousand dollars a month in child support and alimony payments, which I I agree that she should get, she should get, she should get paid from this divorce because when they first got together, she had been working. And once they got together, he was, you know, they just lived off of his income, obviously, because he didn't need, I mean, he had plenty of it. Yeah, so he, she was, he was fine. Yeah. Well, and she hasn't worked for all these years they've been together. She's been raising their kids. It's been, that's, you know, the family has been her priority. So I do believe that he does owe her some sort of divorce settlement outside of, I mean, because there's a prenup in place. But right. when you, yeah, when you throw, when you put your whole life on pause, to maintain your family, but your partner is able to continue chasing their dreams and accomplish their goals, there should be some sort of compensation, I guess, when when things do ultimately unravel. And right. 
and I and I and I so I don't disagree that she should get something outside. Like, I don't care about your prenup. She should get something, but mm-hmm. over a hundred thousand dollars a month, Ben. That's no. I don't. That's what. That's too much. It's way too much. So and that's it, Kevin saying. Much. Yeah. Yeah, and he's saying the same thing. He's like, hell no, man. That's insane. So it, they, they, it's 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 dwindled back down, and she says, you know, something. I think it's like sixty three thousand dollars a month, and they've got three yeah. kids. She wants sixty three thousand dollars a month, or they they've they've given her that. She made a statement saying that she was gonna have to go back to work. She was gonna have to go back and get an education, and get right. and go back to work. It's like, oh my god, on the meager sum, you do you know, do you know what sixty three thousand dollars a month would do to me? Oh my God! Oh God! Like, are you joking? Stop! I'm good. I'm. And I'm sorry. My job and just live off my ex. Exactly. But the fact of the matter is, it's like I don't, I don't care if if these kids are accustomed to a luxurious lifestyle. To me, if your children are so used to that level of pampering. Th- then this is this is a good life lesson. You know what I mean? Like I could never. Mm-hmm. I want my children. I would want my children to be well taken care of and not want for anything in the world. But we will also be learning hard lessons together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just feel like this is maybe an opportunity to teach their family about humility and sacrifice and right. self preservation instead of. Give me more money. Like I just don't right. like I mean, that yeah, at all. Exactly. I mean that that's where some of the and, and I hate to sound old too, but I I feel like that's where it's all it's some of these kids who, you know, obviously they their their parents are famous actors and actresses and they not all of them, but some of them have like that entitlement when it's like, look, your your parents really didn't have much to start off with unless you're the Kardashians. Absolutely. And and that's what that's you know, what like they didn't come from super wealthy families for the most part. I mean, some, you know, worked their way up, got to where they are. And I think for some of them, and Kevin Costner seems to be this way, wants his kids to realize, like, hey, if you want this, you gotta work for it. I'm not it's not just because I'm Kevin Costner and I'm your dad, I'm gonna just give it to you. Who you gotta kind of work some of it for you. You gotta work some for it. Who's the celebrity that said that he's not leaving his kids anything in his will? Oh, there was somebody that did say that. Yes. I feel like it was um, recent and I and I admired it, it so recent. much. Because on one hand, on, on, on one hand, come on, dad. <laughs> come on, dad. I mean, help exactly. me out. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I I see I don't I don't believe him for the first for the first and foremost. I don't believe that. But making that public statement, I do admire saying, no, my kids aren't just going to live off of my wealth or my, my name, my reputation, whatever. Like that's, that's the point of being a parent is to equip your child, not only with the resources, but the tools and lessons that they need to survive as an adult. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. I think that's the whole point of parenting is to set your children up for success. And if your only claim to success is just leaving your kids stacks of money you, you mm-hmm. I don't think, and that's what they need and that's what they create. Like that, I don't think that's a very solid parenting job in, in my opinion. And, and I'm yeah. not a parent, so I guess I really shouldn't cast stones, but 
I, I, I don't know. Like I just, I, to, to me, this is a great opportunity for everyone to kind of adjust their attitudes and their perspectives on things. And first of all, being her, I, like I, like I said, I agree. She should get something. She, she's, she's given him children. She has given him years of her life. I, I feel like any, any separation in which sacrifices have been made on either part, like there should be some sort of amicable agreement between the two. Right. But, but bleeding someone dry just just because you can, just because you want to, is not it that's not right. No, and it's just it's that's not. it's so gross to me. It is, yeah. Um, who you're talking about was Daniel Craig. Oh, Daniel that's Craig it. said that. Um because yes. he welcomed his youngest child um not that long, like a couple like I think it was in 2019, and he called inheritances quote distasteful and he basically said, we'll, we'll leave his child any money. Um, there's been a number of celebrities. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis said the same thing. Mila Kunis told Dax Shepard in 2019 that she said, quote, I'm not setting up a trust for them. We'll end up giving our money away to charity and to various things. My kids are living a really privileged, privileged life, and they don't even know it. And they'll never know it because this is the only one that they'll know. Um, yeah. Well, and they'll Marie get by with, like, their the same name. Thing. Yeah. And look, it's not that they don't, I mean, obviously, they're just going to be like, well, that's it. Goodbye. Good luck. And obviously, they're going to help them to achieve whatever they want to do, but they want them to do something with their lives, work for something for their lives, not just, oh, I'm, I'm the parent of so-and-so, so I just, whenever they die, I'm good. No, not how that's going to work. Yeah. Okay, let's go move on to probably something we're going to stay on the meet of for a little while. Um, Danny Masterson, who you know from that 70s show, was sentenced to 30 years to life in prison after being convicted of rape. Um, he was found guilty on two counts of rape back in May, where he uh, raped two women who he had met through the Church of Scientology between 2001 and 2003. There was a third that they were trying to get but the jury was unable to unanimously decide on that third rape count. Um, and so I saw this on TikTok over the weekend and then obviously dug a little bit more into it. So for the sentencing, Danny Masterson's family reached out to Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Obviously, as you know, that they both worked on that 70s show together. I'm um, also Ashton and Danny worked on the uh, the Netflix show The Ranch for a number of years before he was fired after the rape allegations came out. Mm-hmm. And so character letters are are basically wrote to the judge that talk about what, what they were doing is talking about Danny and their 25 year relationship that they've had with Danny when it came to the sentencing and just that you know this is how we know Danny. And, you know, taking this into consideration before the sentencing. Well, obviously the judge read it. It's become public. And many people are upset with Ashton and Mila for saying that they support him. In a, in, and, and I think not in the way that they meant for it to come out. They're not supporting what he did. They're not supporting the, the ruling. They're just, in a way, it's a very, it's a very tough situation to be. 
because you've known someone for 25 years. And I guess unbeknownst to Ashton and Mila, all of a sudden, like, wait, you did what? And so it's a shock to them, obviously, and to anyone that has known Danny. And now, you know, you're being asked by the family, hey, could you just write a letter to the judge? Just maybe to kind of give it some leniency as far as the sentencing is concerned, or at least letting the judge know what kind of person Danny was up until this point. Um, so anyway, after the letter came out, Ashton and Mila actually posted a video apologizing for the letters and, and kind of trying to clarify it a bit. So it's a joint video between Ashton and Mila and Ashton starts off with, quote, we are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. And Mila then adds, we support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future. So Ashton goes on to explain that, you know, Danny's family reached out, asked if they could do that in, in, in relative to the sentencing. And Mila then also adds that the letters, quote, were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. And Ashton then says they were intended for the judge to read and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that, and we're sorry if that has taken place. And Mila ends the video saying our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape. And now there's kind of a back and forth. Um, one of the victims, uh, her name is uh, Chrissy Carnell Bixler, obviously had some words to say about Ashton and Mila. Um, I'm trying to read here what it is. I don't know if I believe, I don't know if I believe that no one knew who and what Danny Masterson had done or at least was capable of right. all this time. Because I really feel, I mean, Topher Grace is very much, has always been very much a part of that 70s show. And he hasn't maintained a close friendship with most of the cast through the years. And I right. feel like, I, I, I feel like he's going to have a vindicating moment because I feel like he, he knew and and didn't like that. Everybody right. else was like, no, Danny's fine. Like so, he was not cool with that kind of behavior. Right. So Chrissy dated Masterson and was mm -hmm. one and came forward as one of the women to claim that he had raped her. Um, she had posted, I guess, a bunch of series of Instagram stories with some clips that show Ashton and Mila. Um, let's see, one of the clips shows Ashton on punked when it was the Hillary Duff episode. She was underage at the time. And I guess Ashton says she's one of the girls in Hollywood that, quote, we're all waiting for to turn 18. Um, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I Look, <sighs> it's been a long time since I've watched punked. I don't even know if I even, even saw that episode, but now I want to go back and see it. Like if he actually, I mean, I'm assuming because there's a quote for you. She's, Got a quote from that show. Um, Chrissy wrote, Dear Ashton, I know the secrets you're, and she puts some quotes, role model keeps for you, ones that would end you. Did you forget I was there? 
And she alleged that Kutcher called Masterson in February of 2001 with some sort of nefarious quote-unquote plan. And then she shifts her focus to Kunis, saying, quote, I pray you begin to process what you experienced as a child on that set re regarding that 70s show. Your old interviews are very telling. Oh. Um, yeah. I guess Mila was 14 when she got hired on that 70s show and Ashton yeah. was 19. Yep. And obviously that's how the two met. Um, yeah. Also, Christina Ricci has said some things. Uh, Christina Ricci uh, wrote on her Instagram story, quote, so sometimes people we loved and admired do horrible things. They may not do these things to us, and we only know who they were to us, but that doesn't mean that they didn't do horrible things, and to discredit the abused is a crime. People we know as awesome guys can be predators and abusers. It's tough to accept, but we have to. But we have to. If we say we support victims, women, children, men, boys, uh, then we must be able to take this stance. Unfortunately, I've known lots of awesome guys who are lovely to me, but been proven to the abusers privately. I've also had personal experience with this. Believe victims. It's not easy to come forward. It's not easy to get a conviction. Yeah. Um, even uh, Topher Grace's wife, Topher Grace, obviously, on that 70s show. Uh, Topher Grace's wife is uh, Ashley Hinshaw. Mm -hmm. uh, wrote, to every rape victim that is re-traumatized by witnessing society debate and focus their attention on what is going to happen or what is going to happen to the rapist i see you i think that's yeah. like the most like important piece of it not mm -hmm. only did these allegations come forward he has been convicted like it's so it's so hard to to even get these cases to go to trial like, do you do you know how much mm -hmm. evidence they need against you in order to actually argue it in court overwhelmingly because normally yeah. there's not enough and prosecutors won't touch it because if, if it's not going to end in a win, they don't want nothing to do with it. Right. So it just, normally the charges will never, they either never actually get filed or, or it just never goes to trial. It has to be settled outside of court. And mm -hmm. just there's, there's too much there. Yeah. There's, there's too much pointing at, at him at being a monster for us to just, accept not only his own pleas for mercy but those around him the people that are supporting him right now we need to keep an eye on though that is icky it's so that's so gross to me like i just feel like this is not like this is just this is just the beginning and it's and it's oh, oh, like, for sure I, yeah well maybe we all and need to revisit the leah remini Scientology thing, because I think a lot yes. of it goes back to the fact that Scientology is so deeply ingrained into Hollywood that mm -hmm. there's going to be supporters and influence in his corner for forever because oh, yeah. of how he believes, because of his faith. Right. Yeah. And it's so. And it's it's been a very, it's, it's been a kind of a in the shadows, dark mark, almost Illuminati type of thing. Yeah, Hollywood, straight up. Church of Scientology. And yeah, I mean, look, you got Tom Cruise, who we know is a part of it. Um, uh, oh, gosh, why can't I think? John Travolta, we know, yes. is associated with the Church of Scientology, and there's obviously many others. 
But you're right. Yeah. Leah Ramini is really the one that has led this fight against the Church of Scientology and continues to do so. So, yeah, I I am, too. And and yeah, you're right. I don't think this is over because. (sighs) While you've known someone for 25 years and. For this for the victim to kind of say these these things and kind of vague, but kind of also it's it's a little enlightening. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you go back and you watch these things and, and you're right. I think there were some breadcrumbs there that was there was something going on. And, and we've seen this before with certain allegations that come out and you go back and you and you watch certain things and you're just like, oh. Oh, you're right. That did happen. And at the time, you're almost like blinded or you you just it it didn't really cross your mind until several years later, someone's accused of something and you go back and you're like, oh, you're right. That actually did happen. And at the time, you're just again, you're blinded to it. You don't even realize it. But yes, I don't don't think this is over. I I think that there is going to I think some more. Obviously, there's going to be support of the victims, obviously, but I I think there's going to be some more backlash that Mila and Ashton are going to face. You know, I and I and I'm I'm sorry, and this is probably this is this is probably not nice to say, but I've always admired Ashton and Mila for what they do outside of their jobs in mm-hmm. in support of human trafficking, sex trafficking and and supporting victims. But and to see them do this in support of in support of Danny Masterson is yeah. so disappointing. It's so disappointing, but also mm-hmm. mayhaps mayhaps they do the work that they do in their nonprofits because of the guilty conscience that they feel in supporting Danny yeah. Masterson. You know, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a possibility and it's, it's something that, and, and maybe, maybe that's the route they should have taken with their apology and, and said like, look, uh, we, we shouldn't support him. And we're sorry that, you know, we, we made this statement but all of our work has been you know, we do all of this work in supporting victims to to, to kind of balance the the dark and the light you know we we know that this this happened you know we accept that this happened and we're sorry to the victims and that's why we work so hard at what we do kind of thing right. instead mm-hmm. of just well our his family asked us to write a letter so we did like no yep i i wonder yeah. if that's if that might be part of it a little guilty conscience kind of subliminal in the opposite direction, like look at what this hand is doing while you don't notice th- this other hand writing a letter for a rapist. Yes, yeah, for sure. And sad. All right. Finally, our was story. There's no doubt that Drake has money. I mean, oh, the guy, well, he's got money. He gambles, he wins, he loses, but also he gives to the fans. Um, he was performing in Vegas over the weekend. This was two weekends ago. Uh, over Labor Day weekend, and he spotted a fan in the crowd with a sign that read, quote, 
Drake, I spent my furniture money on your two shows, OVO for Life. <laughs> so, oh, what? That OVO, is, oh my yeah. gosh. Yep. And so. The recklessness y'all have at these shows. I don't understand it. Even I was able to reel myself in over Taylor Swift. Why can't you? Hey, apparently, look, people want to go see Drake. So Clearly. anyway, he spotted the sign and then Drake decides to give the fan 50 G's, $50,000. What? Yes. He's on the mic. He goes, quote, my manager is my DJ. You know what, my man, your future, your furniture money. I'm going to give you 50 bands tonight. Because I love you. Make sure he gets his money tonight. I don't and think that, he spent 50 G's on the on the concert, but hey, look, if, I, if I'm going to hold up a sign that's like, hey, I, I, I spent my furniture money on your two shows. Love you, man. And Drake sees it. He's like, Psh, give him $50,000. Thanks for being here. I'm just going to start. When I go to concerts, that's what I'm going to do. Just have a have my, my square... <laughs> I, my, I spent my, my gas money to be here. My cash app QR code. Just have that up in the crowd. Like, <laughs> my dog doesn't me. have food right now because I went to your show. <laughs> Spend my kids back to school shopping money on these tickets. Give yeah, me. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> that truly um, is like, what? I don't get yeah. that. But apparently no. this is not the first time he's done this. Just last month when he was in L.A., he gave a fan a Birkin bag. And if you watch Sex in the City, you know what a Birkin bag is. But if you don't, let's just say they're a very, very, very expensive purse. Yes, they are. I would I would love one, but I wouldn't love to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is crazy. 50000 I mean, he's going to go buy furniture and then some, I'm sure. I can't imagine to spend fifty grand on furniture. I if hope he not. It's probably I mean, some pretty nice furniture. Yeah, you could put a down payment on a house. And like 50 grand, I'm going to take like. And then go furniture a shopping. Couch, a chair. And then, I don't know, use the rest on a new car. Or like you said, a down payment on a house. <laughs> or who knows? Take that 50 G's, go to the blackjack table. Boom. One hand. Let's see if I can double this. Oh, no. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Maybe take a thousand. You know, I was like, yeah, let me just see. Well, yeah, if you've got a 50, yeah, 50,000. Yeah, you could probably. Yeah. It's like, look, I'm going to use, say, like five grand to buy furniture. And then, you know what? While I'm here, let's just take a thousand dollars and just see if I can turn it into more. What? What's it going to hurt? If I lose a thousand, I'm out. I'm out down to forty nine. Yeah, like and if you free, turn it into money. something, yeah, yeah. If you turn it into something, then I, then you can take those winnings and then and leave that forty nine. That forty nine can still be the forty nine. That's right. <laughs> so, I guess if you're going to a Drake show, make sure you tell them you spent your money on something important, because who knows, yeah. you might get some. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. As we recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week, 
You can listen to all of our episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe too so you know when we drop these new episodes every Tuesday. For Shiler, I'm Joe from B1029. We'll talk to you again next week.